And so when we're going through stuff and we're shaking, God doesn't hate us and God isn't against us. What God is saying is, I'm just telling you, there's something in your life that doesn't, it's not a part of my kingdom. And it's something that you need to replace with something that cannot be shaken. I'm Jimmy Evans, co-host of the Marriage Today podcast. Today we have a great teaching for you that I pray grows your marriage and blesses you as you seek to center your marriage on Christ. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast channel to be notified of every new show. God bless you. This message tonight is called The Unshakable Marriage. And I, I pray about uh, this message. This, uh, this is the first time I've ever brought this message anywhere. And you know, this is a different kind of a year. This is you know, coming out of the COVID-19 and 2020 and all of that. It's just a different kind of a year. You know, the 2020 is kind of becoming an idiom. If something really horrible happens to you, somebody says, well, you got 2020. And so 2020 was just that train wreck of a year where all the perfect storm came together and a lot of people lost their marriages. A lot, of, a lot of divorces happened. A lot of couples experienced a lot of problems in that. But it wasn't just the marriage issues. It's financial issues, kid issues, personal issues, all the things that surrounded COVID-19 and, and the unshakable marriage, the scripture the Lord gave me for, for this evening and for this message. And this is a pretty simple message. And for some of you, it'll just be telling you stuff you already know, but, but it's an important reminder in the time that we live in. This is Hebrews 12. See that you do not refuse him who is speaking, for if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven. At that time his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things that are shaken, that is, things that have been made, in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and offer our God as a consuming fire. Well, we know the, the world is shaking, and the world is violently shaking right now, not just the pandemic, but I'm just the, the nations of the earth, the economies of the earth. So many things are, are shaking in the world that we're living in, and God is the shaker. And what the scripture is saying here is, yes, once more, I will shake the heavens and the earth. And so we see that there is a shaking and there's a purpose for the shaking. And the purpose for shaking for non-believers is a warning. When the world is shaking and non-believers see the world shaking, God's saying, I'm warning you, you need to get your lives right. But the purpose of shaking in a believer's life is to help us to realize maybe there's something in my life I need to get out of my life because, listen to what it says, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Now, here's what I'm going to say. Do you know that it's possible in this life to live a life that's unshakable? If you're living it in the kingdom. And I remember when Karen and I first got married, for years in our marriage, we would go through shakings in our finances and shakings in our marriage and shakings here and shakings here. But the more mature we got and the, the, we began to make different decisions, our lives didn't shake. It didn't mean we didn't go through stuff. But our marriage didn't shake. Our finances didn't shake. Our, our family didn't shake. It, the kingdom of God is where we should be investing our lives, and the kingdom of God is an unshakable kingdom. And so when we're going through stuff and we're shaking, God doesn't hate us and God isn't against us. What God is saying is, I'm just telling you, there's something in your life that doesn't, it's not a part of my kingdom. 
And it's something that you need to replace with something that cannot be shaken. So let me just talk about three unshakable foundations for your marriage. These are three things that will never be shaken in your life and three things that God will never shake. One is the Word of God. Is God will never shake His Word. And so the, when you put the foundation of the Word of God in your marriage and in your life, it cannot be shaken. This is what Hebrews eleven three says. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Did you know that everything that you can see right now was created by the word of God in Genesis 1? Everything, everything that it took to make this lectern right here was created by the word of God in Genesis 1. The, by faith we believe that the worlds, the universe was created by the word of God. Let me say it a different way. This is the most powerful force in the universe. This is a nuclear force. It cannot be shaken. When this is in your life, your life absolutely cannot be shaken. Anything in your life that you build on the foundation of the word of God absolutely cannot be shaken. Let me tell you this. All of God's blessing resides within his word. Everything that God will bless resides within his word. This is Genesis 1. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. God blessed them and said, God blessed them through his word. All of God's blessing to Adam and Eve came through the words that he spoke to them. Listen to this. And then in Genesis chapter three, here comes the devil. And when the devil enters into human history, he speaks these words. These are the first words he ever spoke to a human. By the way, it was a couple. Did you know when Adam was by himself, the devil never attacked him? It was not until marriage was created that the devil attacked that marriage. And so the devil is threatened by the existence of your marriage. And he is going to attack every precious thing that you have in your life. The devil is going to attack because your marriage is offensive to him. Because God created marriage. And God uses marriage in society for children, for the betterment of society, for church and everything else. Your, your marriage is offensive to the devil and he's going to, he's going to attack you. And here's how he's going to attack you. Has God surely said? That's, that was the attack on Adam and Eve. He, God's, God blessed them through his word and he said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. There was only one more scripture in their Bible. They had a very small Bible. They had two scriptures. Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, and don't eat that fruit from that tree. Pretty easy Bible to memorize, right? They violated that one scripture of don't eat that fruit. And the devil came in and said, has God surely said, and I want you to listen to me for just a minute. We don't live in a non-biblical society. We live in an anti-biblical society. The Bible is under absolute full-scale assault. In Genesis chapter 1 alone, it says God made them male and female. Is that under attack? God made marriage between one man and one woman. Is that under attack? Creationism, is that under attack? I'm just, I'm in Genesis 1. I haven't even gone to the second chapter yet. This is under full-scale assault. Let me just tell you something. When you give this up, you give up the blessing of God. All of God's blessing resides within his word. He cannot bless you apart from this. And that's why the devil is going to come to you and try to get you to reject the word of God because he can't defeat you until he disarms you. And this is the sword of the Spirit. Jesus defeated Satan himself with three scriptures in Matthew 4 and Luke chapter 4. 
Satan came against Jesus with half-truths and lies, and Jesus said, it is written, it is written, it is written, and he defeated the devil himself, and you can do it right now wherever you are. The only thing you have to do is defeat the devil is grab this and don't let go. And when he tells you a lie, counter it with the word of God. This is the most powerful force in the universe. And God cannot bless us apart from this. All of God's blessing resides within this. Well, Karen and I got married when we were 19. Didn't have any idea of what it meant to be married, what it took to be married. We were very ignorant. Horrible marriage. Our marriage was shaking to its foundations, almost divorced after three years. And I woke up one morning and read John 16, uh, where Jesus said, uh, when the Holy Spirit comes, he'll lead you into all truth. Went to work that day, went to play golf, came home. Karen confronted me. I told her to get out of the house. And so we all that horrible stuff happened that night. And uh, I repented later that night. You know, the Lord really broke through my heart. I repented to Karen. And so we woke up the next morning, and, um, and I just had decided I'm going to be a better husband. I'm going to try to change. But I, I don't know how to be a husband. The Lord's going to have to teach me. So I woke up, and I, it wasn't the next morning, I don't think, but several mornings later, the Lord took me to Genesis 2. He just said, turn to Genesis 2 in my heart. I just felt like I need to read Genesis 2. I don't know why. And I didn't know the Bible, by the way. I didn't, barely even knew where the book of Genesis was. And I went to Genesis 2 and I read it. And it, it, the, the Bible was a hard book for me. It, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And the, the Holy Spirit said, read it again. And I read it again. He said, read it again. Then I got to Genesis 2, 24 and 25. For this cause a man will leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife and they two shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife are both naked and not ashamed. And the, the Holy Spirit said, read it again. And I read it again. He said, read it again. And I read it again. And I just thought this, it's just, I think I heard this at a wedding one time. What does it mean? Lord, why don't you make this book easier to understand? This is hard. For this cause, a man will leave his father and mother and cleave him to his wife. And they teach him. Read it again. Read it again. And I don't know how many times it was that I read it, maybe a dozen, and all of a sudden, it just unpacked. I was 22 years old. And I looked at that scripture, and God said, there are four laws of marriage, and you're violating every single one of them. Law number one is, it has to be first. For this cause, a man will leave his father and his mother. Number two, you have to work at it. A man must diligently pursue his wife. Number three, you have to share in this marriage. It has to be among equals. You can't dominate. And I was a dominant husband. The two shall become one. Number four, you have to be careful. It says that they were both naked and unashamed. They were naked until they sinned. They had this beautiful intimacy until they sinned. And when they sinned, they couldn't be naked. They couldn't be intimate anymore. And God said, marriage is first. You have to work at it. You have to share. And you have to be careful. I want to say something about the Bible. It's a very simple book. It doesn't, it doesn't take rocket science to do what the Bible says. So these four laws of marriage, God says, for this cause a man will leave his father and mother. The reason that we know that God didn't speak this to Adam and Eve only is they didn't have mothers. Did you know that Adam and Eve, both directly created by God, they didn't have belly buttons. That's if you ever want to find them in heaven, that's how you find Adam and Eve. <laughs> the only two people without belly buttons. And so for this cause, a man will leave his father and mother. So I'm sitting in about 1975 in my house in Canyon, Texas, a couple of days after we almost divorced, just dumb as a box of rocks, didn't know anything about marriage or anything else. And the Lord came to me and said, here's how marriage works. In Genesis chapter 2, when God created marriage, through his word, he created the laws 
by which marriage can last for the rest of your life. So 22 years old, not knowing the Bible, not being a mature Christian, I thought to myself, I, I think I can do that. I'm pretty sure I can do that. And so I came home from work that day and I started putting Karen first. I started working harder at the marriage and I didn't dominate her anymore. She, she kind of dominates me now. And I'm saying that because she's not here, but she's watching online and I'm dead, I'm sure. Okay, so, and I, and I started saying I was sorry. I started being more careful with the way that I talked to her and stuff like that. And I started saying I was sorry. So what happened? And by the way, we were out of love. After a week or so, we were enjoying each other again. After a couple of weeks, we, we liked each other again. After several weeks, we were back in love. And that was 44 years ago. We've never gone back there. And for the last 44 years, our marriage has been blessed and unshakable because of four simple laws. Hey, this is Brent Evans with Exo Marriage. And I want to thank you for listening to the Marriage Today podcast. We believe your marriage has a 100% chance of success if you do it God's way. If you enjoyed today's teaching and want to keep learning, hey, subscribe to the Marriage Today podcast and take some time to leave us a review. Your reviews help us spread the word and can encourage someone else in need. For more great marriage content, check out exomarriage.com where you can see all of our marriage building resources, articles, and live events.